And you're back with Encounter with God here on The Breakfast Show. We're about to jump into our Bible study, 20 million movement, 20 million people all studying the same passage of the Bible at the same time, and you can be part of the movement right here on Faith FM simply by tuning in each morning. That's right, no one left out. Just come along, come along for the ride. Okay, so we've got a uh, bunch of uh, text messages coming through. If we go back to the uh, story that we were covering earlier during more serious stories, we were talking about the Solomon Islands and their ban on Facebook. Somebody wanted to comment on that one. I, I'm keen to hear everybody's thoughts on this one. Mm. Um, so Solomon Islands, if you missed it, has banned Facebook. One of the reasons they've banned Facebook is that they have found that the algorithm that drives Facebook is producing polarisation within their community. And when you are trying to keep together a nation that is made up of, that is already tribal, mm. polarisation is a bad thing. And so they're like, you know, we have we have a we have a tribal culture. We have lots of different tribes. They don't always get on so well, um, and the, they're more polarized than they've ever been before because of uh, Facebook and the algorithm that drives it. And so we're not going to have Facebook anymore. So mm. it's like goodbye, Facebook. It's gone. Uh, anyway, so somebody texted in. They said, "Imagine if all social media in the world was outlawed, and all the false news." I don't know how you outlaw faultness news, no. but let's imagine that. Uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. so so this person is uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I think that the key word here is the word imagine. Uh-huh. All right, so we're going to we're going to be working our imagination here at the moment, and that's fine. Um, in a matter of weeks, there would be peace, at least of mind. <laughs> so if you got rid of all social media and all fake news, would there be peace of mind? It's an interesting I'd, thought. I disagree. Okay, so, so Sven's oh. going to disagree. Now, um, of course, our number here, because we, we would love to hear from you guys. Yes. Um, and, and the other thing that we'd love to hear is, should we ban social media or not? You know, is this a, is this a, a slippery slope for banning free speech or is social media something that is destructive to society? All right, let's come back to Dr. Sven. Shall we get the numbers real quick? Oh, yes, the numbers. The okay, numbers, so the numbers. the numbers are to call us 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. Okay, All right, Sven, so, what are your thoughts? So I guess my, my comment would be this, and I come back to what Jesus said, and that is... What is unclean or evil, it doesn't come from outside. It actually comes from within and Mm. from our hearts. And so even if you could clean up all the information in the world, and I know a lot of it does come from human people, the thing is that you couldn't just by legislating against Facebook and Mm. false fake news clean up our hearts. You need something deeper than that. Hmm. I think that's a very valid point. I just, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just. I've just been reading this book, and just as we were talking, it just made me think. Uh, so it's called Peace Child. It's about a missionary called oh, Don. Have awesome you read it? book. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. great story. Amazing. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay. So for those of you who haven't heard about it or read it, it's yeah by Don Richardson back in look. I don't know when it was. It's, it's but, been around forever. Yeah, but so he. You'll have to find it in a secondhand book. Yeah, or you'll just borrow it off me. Actually, I'll borrow it off someone else. Maybe, yeah, maybe get your own copy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, no, it's a great book. Anyway, so it's these missionaries. They go out to um, an area in Papua New Guinea back in the day where there were quite um, a lot of warfare between some different tribes. They hadn't heard the gospel. They hadn't seen white people. There was a whole bunch of things. Anyway, I've just been reading the section where he's he's trying to explain to these people um, 
the story of Jesus. And he gets to the part where he's talking about Jews and kind of means nothing to him. And he starts talking about, you know, the disciples and Jesus and Judas. And they had this thing, which I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically the idea of fattening someone for uh, with friendship. And so um, for them, Judas was like the hero of the story. They're like, whoa, this guy spent three years and could betray him. Oh, that's, he's a hero, you know? And he's like, oh, Okay, okay, you're not picking up what I'm putting down. This is not the point of the story. And he's, he's there going, you know, when when this is a way of life, like this is so ingrained into you, this kind of like just real harsh, brutal, and to the point where you're revering someone who the can enemy. betray their friend, you know. Mm. Um, he's like, how, like, how are they ever going to understand? Can there be true peace? And I've just read the section where he's seeing that, you know, when they used to live in relative isolation from each other, yeah, 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 they had their wars and they did this and that. Um, but they could kind of keep to themselves a little bit. But because, you know, the the white people have come, you know, they've got like axes and machetes and they're trying to bring them together. Well, now the, the tension is way more and way more um, consistent. Exacerbated. Yeah. And so he, he kind of goes, you know, I, God, we believe you've brought us here, but maybe the best thing is to remove our presence. So he says this to them. He says, okay, guys, um, we're going to leave, you know, like we – we don't want you to be killing each other. We're going to go. And they, they talk about it all night. All these different tribes, they come back and say, no, no, you can't leave. We will make peace. He doesn't really understand. Um, the next day he sees them, there's um, a parent who is walking with his child and, and the wife is kind of just wailing. And she grabs the child and runs away. And then from the other tribe, it's the same thing. happens, And he doesn't know what's going on. Um, and eventually there's this other man who only has one child. So the tribe wouldn't have even considered them because like, well, this is their only kid, you know, they, they're they not going to give it up. And they go. And the missionary, he doesn't actually understand what's happening. He's just going, okay, there's a deep sorrow. There's this, there's what's happening. Okay, now someone from that tribe, the same thing's happening. Anyway, both of these uh, different um, tribal members come and, and they basically give each other their, their child to the other tribe and says, okay, I give you my child and now I take your name. And what happens is this is how they get peace because it's like now my child lives with you, um, you have to keep it alive. And as long as it lives with you, um, oh, okay, yeah, basically just keep the peace. So this would explain why the book is called Peace Child. It, it is. And because it's about the exchange of children to create peace between tribes. Yes, and essentially that's how he goes, this is how you'll understand the gospel because now you are so adopted into that tribe that you well, like we are only going to have peace um, through making also, this up, and it's also because God gave Jesus as a peace child exactly, to us. Exactly, yes. sorry, there you go. Mm. Articulating that anyway, it just reminded me, like while we we're talking about this, you know, what divides us and how can we have peace? I'm like, you know, I don't want it to be a cliche Christian answer, but actually, like Jesus is where it's at. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's as you were saying, Sven. It's that what happens in your heart, that heart change, because you can have a whole bunch of people saying, we need to come together, we need to do the right things, but I'm like, that's, it actually isn't as simple as that sometimes. And coming back to that comment, I do agree. Jesus said the truth will set you free. Mm. And so, you know, with all of this propagation of fake news, uh, it's, it does enslave us in ways. Mm. It really does. But I think the thing is this, is that we need to know the truth, not just about China and Trump and Biden and um, COVID-19 and all of those kind of things. We need to know the truth about ourselves and about who God is and the peace child 
the the solution, the salvation which he has offered, and then we'll have real peace. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Here's an interesting here's an interesting question. Okay, so let's let's think about Facebook. Let's think about social media in general. We all understand how highly addictive it is. And addictive substances are things that you know Christians should not participate in, uh, and yet we all participate in social media. We all end up getting you know a level of addiction to it, so to speak. The uh, the endorphin hit that we get when we see a like clicked on something that we've posted up there, etc. Now we've also recognised that uh, social media creates an echo box where you know all we hear is our own voice telling us that we are right, mm-hmm. and that's unhealthy. So the addiction is unhealthy. The echo box is unhealthy. Um, there's a lot about social media. The time that we spend on social media is unhealthy and unproductive. And think about how many hours per week you spend on social media. Um, so we can see a lot of things here that are very, very negative about social media. Of course, um, the you know the Solomon Islands and also you know Papua New Guinea, Samoa, Fiji are considering going down the same path, are banning social media because of this and for other reasons. Is it a positive thing? to ban social media. There's a lot of negatives there. Is it a positive thing to that? Or does that create a slippery slope where we could end up having other positive things being banned? Well, only only if you couldn't access those positive things in in other ways. Mm. So, for example, if you couldn't read the Bible or you couldn't hear an inspiring, uplifting sermon message or you couldn't listen to positive uh, faith-building you know, music. Um, but there, are many, you- there are many sermons I think that people would say, well, that's polarizing, that is um, creating division in the world, that they could even say that it is inciting hatred when it's not. But does removing Facebook eliminate your ability to access those positive things? If it's positive sermons. No, it's it's a very, very valid. But I think this is part of social media, right, is actually we do have choice. Like we do. Yes. It's just that often it kind of can suck you in a bit. Like I, I had to get rid of my Facebook because I'm like I can't be trusted, and I, I never had the app on my phone or anything. I'm just I'll get on and I just scroll for ages. And I think there's a difference between I'm going to use this as a tool to look at, to listen, to communicate with, you know, in a positive way. But it's just this kind of a little bit insidious thing of we can kind of become um, not victims of our circumstance, but it can rule over us rather than us ruling mm. over it. And I think that it doesn't have to be a bad thing. But for a lot of people, we're seeing it just... I had this really bizarre thing happen on Facebook this week. Oh, yeah? Tell yeah, us so, more. So, so uh, my, my wedding anniversary is coming up. So I bought my wife a anniversary gift, as I do every year. Yeah. Ordered it online. Not on Facebook, just online. Mm-hmm. Ordered it online. Facebook recognised that I'd ordered a romantic gift for my wife mm-hmm. and started bombarding me mm-hmm. with advertising for romantic gifts. This is, they just figured it out from Google. But the other weird thing was that for every advertisement that I got for romantic gifts for my wife, there was another advertisement for uh, counselling services for <gasps> men 
who are dealing with problems in their marriage. Interesting. <laughs> I'm thinking, that is so weird. Does that mean that whenever a 48-year-old man buys a romantic gift for his wife, it must mean that his Sorry, marriage man. is on the rocks and he's trying to rescue it? I mean, well, there's, there's, seriously. There's artificial intelligence for you at work. <laughs> but, but this is the interesting thing is that they have noticed that on social media – um, YouTube in particular, I understand, um, it can actually lead to extremism. So, yeah. so if you look, if you start exploring some racist kind of themes, uh, they, they'll actually lead you deeper and deeper into more extreme versions of racism, mm. you know, uh, Nazism, all of those kind of things. That's right. It polarizes. It, it, it polarizes. The, the algorithm polarizes. And you think, yes. and that's the thing, you think you have the choice over it. Because you're like, yes, I'm choosing to click this video or not, but yeah, like, yeah, but hold on, it's only supplying you with this niche of options. That's correct. That's the danger. And this it. is what has created the polarization exactly. that exists in our world right now, which yes. is mm. you know driving the world towards well, many people would say World War Three. Yeah, mm. Somebody just texted in to say we all know that things are going to get much, much worse. It's a great discussion. Mm. So we glad you're enjoying the discussion. <laughs> we probably should get to our Bible study at some point. Yeah, we, Our Bible study is kind of short. We've got, we've got uh, three verses to look at today. Um, so we can afford to spend a little bit of time talking about social media. It's an we need some discussion. light in the midst of this darkness. That's right. All right. Let's have some light. Let's go to – Was to, that a good segue or not? Just a, that's a perfect segue right there. What would we do without you, Dr. Sven Erstring? All right. Matthew chapter 3, verse 14 to 16 is where we're going to go. Uh, Sven, I'm wondering whether you can read that one for us. Matthew chapter five. Five. Okay. Did I say three? You did say three. I think you did That's say. Three. I think I said three. Three, you did. but we five. Definitely five. five. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you the light. The see, light. see, see. Uh, um, where are we? Where are we? Um, this is what happens when you look at your screen through your microphone. Oh, yeah. It looks like it, a three instead of a five. It kind of looks a bit fuzzy. So here we go. Matthew chapter five, and verses fourteen to sixteen. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, Mm. nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Absolutely. All right, before we uh, get into that verse, we've got a couple of uh, other text messages coming through here. Just let's see what we've got. Uh, like anything, there is good and bad in social media. I choose to use it for good. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of influence, social media influencers who are doing a tremendous amount of good in the world and creating good influence. And so um, we appreciate people that use it for good. Mm. Going to this text, yes. I think there's a verse behind it that we need to focus on as well, and that is Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Mm. Indeed. Okay, so Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. But the Bible says you are the light of the world. So is Jesus the light of the world or are you the light of the world? Or are we the light of the world? Can it, can it be both? Mm. Okay, if it can be both, then how is it both? <laughs> well, I would, the way that I read it is that Jesus is, it's like we have life, but do we have life in and of ourselves? Did we create ourselves? Did, did, we, did we produce our own life? No, we didn't. We, it was a gift. And so in the same way, 
when Jesus says, I'm the light of the world, he's the source. And then we become the, the conduit, the, the, the channel, um, the, the, the light bulb, shall I say, or whatever. So, so Jesus' light shines through us mm. when we follow him. I like that. I like that. Okay, so we talk about a light on a hill, and of course here the, you know, the Bible is giving a, an object lesson that we can all relate to. What is remarkable about light is that you only need to have the slightest pinprick of light and it become, can become visible from a very, very long distance away. In fact, you can see somebody, you can see the glowing end of a cigarette from an aeroplane flying above. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, so we've got, uh, let me see here, we have a text message come in to comment on our social media discussion. Social media is how we promote our little ministry, The Happy Diver. Genesis 121. Not sure what Genesis 121's got to do with that, but anyway. So social media can be used for good among all the rot and ungodly material. Mm-hmm. Very, very sneaky product placement right there. Well done. I'm gonna, I, but I have to find out about this happy diver ministry. Yeah, What's I this all know. about? <laughs> so God created great sea creatures and every living ah. thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind. And God and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Okay, so that's how it connects. All right, so um, we might need to get the uh, Happy Diver people online and we'll do an interview with them sometime. Do you reckon it's a diving ministry? We could find well, out. It kind of... It kind of um, exploring the, the, the marine life. Do you dive, Sven? Uh, no, no, nothing that would be a problem <laughs> on Faith FM. I thought that wasn't a solid no, but definitely not a solid yes. <laughs> it's like snorkeling. Yes, snorkeling, okay, yeah, snorkeling, yeah. snorkeling, all right. All right, which is absolutely amazing. All right, so maybe we'll get these guys back and see if they mm. want to talk about their happy diver ministry. I, I like the idea of that. Yeah, um, have to yeah. check it out. Maybe um, you know, maybe they need to um, you know share their happy diver ministry with. Well, we're, we're going to find out what it is. <laughs> we're going to find this out. It's a good anyway. place to start. Uh, we had another text message coming. Where did that other one go? Somebody wanted to comment on uh, whether we are the light of the world or whether. Um, Jesus is the light of the world. Somebody's texted in to say that we are to reflect Jesus' light. That came through from mum. Mm, Liam's mum. Yep. So we have uh, the mum and dad for the show, which is Liam's mum and Minnie's dad, which are not connected to each other, but it's just like... Although I would claim Liam as my brother. I would. Yeah, there you go. Well, they are connected to each other, kind of. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so uh, where were we? We were in Matthew. Matthew chapter 5. We're talking about the light of the world. And we're talking about how, you know, the smallest pinprick of light can be seen from a very, very long way away. And you and were about to say something about the stars. Because you can see stars today are billions of light years away. Hmm. That's just mind-bending. And, and on a dark night out in the country, they look dazzling. Hmm. Okay, so a light year is the... Distance that light can travel in one year. That's right. That's a long way. And these are millions and billions of light years away. Billions of those. I mean, so, so light can, can circumnavigate our Earth, what, seven times in a second? Mm. It's so a, that's, that's, that's fast. That's a lot. That's fast. Mm-hmm. And billions of light years away and you can see stars. Mm. So it is really amazing what that's telling us is that the, the things that we do and say where we allow Jesus' light to shine through us 
actually becomes is really obvious in this world. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It stands out. It stands out. And so this actually goes really well with somebody who's just texted in about their use of social media because they say, I choose to use social media in an increasingly dark place Mm. to be light. Yes. Okay, so that... So intentionality, hey. Yeah, 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 intentionality. Um, And that's what God is calling us to here when it talks about being the light on a hill. Mm-hmm. There's a um, song I used to really like. Oh, it's been a few years ago since I listened to it. It's by a Christian artist, and there's this section in the chorus that goes something along the lines of um, there's a crack in the door filled with light, and it's all that I need to get by, um, or, or it's all I need to shine, or something. I don't remember. I listened to it at a time, but I was just, like, very sad. <laughs> you know, it's like, like music can be very powerful. But I remember thinking about that, and not just, you know, this idea of just light in general, but, like, I know there have been people in my life who sometimes it's just that small interaction to where I'm like, whoa, I saw Jesus and it was the smallest thing, but wow, that impacted me. Do you know what I mean? Like it, as you guys are saying, it can be something really small. It can also be the big, you know, like flash, what's it called? Floodlight, you know, which blinds you a little bit. You know, there's there's degrees of light and how much, but I just think it's... So I guess the question is, how can we, because it says here, let your light shine before others. So, and I guess that's the question, how can you do that? I mean, we, we can do it on social media, but what, from a practical point of view, how do we actually do it? So our Faith FM mum has uh, texted in to say that we are to reflect the light of Jesus, and so that's kind of like being a reflector or a mirror. Mm. Is there more to it than that? I think you have to be where the people are. Yes. Like, I mean, I, that sounds a bit... Clichéd. Yeah, but I think we t- kind of talked on this briefly the other day I can't say I'm going to follow Jesus and then go live in the middle of Australia as a complete hermit for 20 years and be like yes my light is shining do you know what I mean like there's nobody here to see so here's the question is the light shining if nobody's there to see it oh oh that's very deep that's very deep But, but you know what I mean? Because it, it says we do have the example of people in the past who have you know climbed to the top of a rock and lived there for the next you know forty years, yeah. just so that they can be holy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but is that what God really wants? Yeah, that's right. Nobody mm. can really see them sitting up there on top of the rock being holy, and are they actually being holy? Mm. You know, there, there's another thing as well. It says, "Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven." And and an interesting concept that I. Um, have explored in my mind and I've reflected on reading as well is because some people say it's only by your lifestyle. Hmm. You know, you, you just need to live and let your lifestyle be the witness for Jesus. Mm. And is that what it's saying? No, not no. at all. Not at all. The Bible's saying go stand on top of a hill. Because what it says is this, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And this is a really important point, which is... Yes, okay, I see where you're going. Yeah. (laughs) How do they know to glorify the, you know, your Father in heaven if they don't know why you did it? That's right, exactly. Because you could be a Buddhist and be a a vegetarian, kind, um, and and we love our Buddhist friends. Of course. But, But... you know, they're not glorifying God when they look at a Buddhist life. So, so, so in that let your light shine, it's not only your deeds, it's what you say as well, which is really important too. That's right, because you, project, you, 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 are, you are presenting Jesus Christ so that they actually 
it, it, it has meaning to what you're doing. Yes. So what I see here is that there's a, a consistency issue that everything that we do and say needs to point towards Jesus. Mm. So, so there, there are some Christians who would say, and you know, even within the, the, the Seventh Adventist movement, 20 million movement, who would say, you know, we just witness by our lifestyle. And I would say, based on this verse, that is incomplete. It's, no, it's not that it doesn't have any value, but no. it's incomplete it's inc- if you're not actually speaking what you're and kind of interpreting, shall I say, why you're doing these good things. Okay, so somebody's texted this one in. Let me just read this for you. This comes from Philippians two fourteen to 16. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Mm. Great passage right there, once again, about being lights in the world in the middle of a crooked and perverse and twisted generation. We certainly see that with uh, social media and so forth discussion that we had earlier. Um, Holding fast to the word of life um, and sharing Jesus with those around us. I think that um, we need to have a complete picture which involves purposely sharing Jesus with the pe- and explaining why we do the things we do rather than just doing the things that we do. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And it is now time for... Question of the Day. Okay, so we've got the question of the day here, and let me read it out to you. Most people, including unbelievers, agree that humans have a built-in moral compass. However, from what I can tell, it seems as though this compass only guides people in the rights and wrongs outlined in commandments numbers 6, 7, 8, and 9. Why not all 10? It's mm, a, a really interesting question. I'm so glad that you are here, Dr. Sven Erstring, <laughs> to tackle this one. Share, us some thought, share some thoughts with us. Well, first of all, I'd say that it, it is true that, that even atheists, people like Sam Harris and others would recognise yes. that there's a moral compass built into, into all of us. They try and explain it. They have a good crack, but it's nothing that, more than a good crack. That's, that's correct. And it's, it's even in the Bible itself. So if you go to Romans, uh, which, which is a good book for today, uh, it says, uh, for when Gentiles, and this is referring to unbelievers, uh, who do not have the law, by nature do what the law requires. So, so even unbelievers, people who are not followers of Jesus, um, follow what the law requires. They are law to themselves in, in terms of their following the moral compass. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, first of all, that this is a gift of God's grace to mm-hmm. all of us. You know, if we didn't have a moral compass, our world would be just chaos. We, we, would, we would be fighting each other. We would be inflicting uh, hurt and pain on each other. And, and the moral compass that is inside of each one of us is a gift from God. Um, you know, the, the old-fashioned word is conscience. And this is, this is God's work. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so we can recognize that there is that moral compass. But the question that the, uh, our listener is asking is this, why, why only some of them? Why, why not all of them? And the reason I want to say is this, is because our condition as human beings is that we have been cut off 
from the moral lawgiver. That, that is the, the reality. So, so it's like we have taken the moral law, the, the, that, that code, that, that book, shall I say, but we have been disconnected from the person who gave us. Mm. And so if you notice the numbers that the person referred to, he, he said um, six, seven, eight, nine. And what he was referring to, if you go to the Ten Commandments, those are all laws in relation to the people around us. Mm. So it has to do with lying. It has to do with stealing. It has to do with adultery. It has to do with um, uh, bearing false witness. Now, the reality is a lot of that still goes on. So we still have problems with that. But the, the fact is this, is because I can see you, Lyle. I can see you many. Our listeners can't see us. But, but, but we, so, so there's a, a reality kind of check. My senses tell me. But when we're talking about God, when we're talking about the person who gave us a law and who is invisible, the reality is that it's much harder. There's a, there's a barrier between us and God. And so what God did, as we talked about earlier, is God said, even though you can't see me because of this sin barrier, I'm going to step into this world and and reinstate in your hearts. This is the new covenant. Mm, yes. And to write my laws once again in your heart. So not only can you can you uh, live a moral life in terms of the people around you, but you can also live a moral life in terms of our relationship with God as mm. well. Fantastic stuff. Dr. Sven Erstring, thank you so much for joining us this morning here with uh, our question of the day. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.